Hello, welcome once again, internet friends near and far to another episode of Parks and Conversation. And this is a podcast where we talk about Parks and Recreation, the classic NBC sitcom starring Amy Poehler, Nick Swar- Nick, What's his name? Nick Swartzen. Not Nick Swartzen. No, Nick Offerman. Nick Swartzen is a different guy. Are they- <laughs> He's a comedian. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, there's people in this. We like them. You like them. Let's talk about it together. My name's Jason, and uh, I'm joined all the way across town by my friend Jeremy. Say hello, Jeremy. Hey, how's it going? Oh, man, it is so good. Things are, it's just a beautiful day. Yeah. And I woke up after not sleeping well at all last night, uh, but I woke up with so much optimism that today's going to be sunny, beautiful, and I get to talk about the road trip, season three, episode 14 with my friend Jeremy. So it's all, it's all wins today so far. So far, it uh, all wins. The episode is young. Yeah, I mean, this could go off the rails real quick, Um, but let's let's try let's try Jeremy to be extra focused today. Yeah, let's be really really (laughs) stick to the rails. (laughs) Let's let's really rail this one home. No, I don't know. That's not an expression. I don't think so. I don't think we should try to make it one. No, we've already no. gone off the rails talking about the rails. So that's meta. <laughs> that is the essence of meta. That's fantastic. Uh, yeah. So this episode is called The Road Trip. And the basic premise is um, that Ben and Leslie's relationship is uh, progressing. Their, their, their feelings for each other are growing stronger and stronger. And so what's going to happen? We'll tell you in a little bit. But then also, there's a B-plot where uh, Tom is trying to develop a game show for one of the thousands of networks out there. (laughs) And then there's also a C-plot where Ron is informing young minds about local government. And there's just so much happening in this episode that I think, uh, I think, Jeremy, I think we need to just look at each of the, the plots on their own recognizing that this is a two-day period that this episode takes place in. But we're going to just go like A plot, B plot, C plot. Like it's a de- we're deconstructing it. Yeah. We're, we're remixing it, and then we're putting it back together. We're remixing the remix. Um, so how's that sound? It sounds good. I'm, I'm for it. Which one are you going to start with? Well, I, I think the easiest one to start with is the C plot. B, yeah. The B plot? C plot. I, I can't remember which ones they were. Yeah, let's do okay. C. Because C, 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 C was is, my favorite. Ron. Yeah. Okay. So just to set up, like there is this road trip that's happening. And so Ben and Leslie are gone. Tom is using Leslie's absence to convince the rest of the parks team to help him with his game show idea, which leaves Ron all to himself in the office. <laughs> yeah. And which which is an interesting thing. Like Yes, Ron is not a huge fan of local government, but, you know, he is going to clock in. He's going to do the hours. So while everybody else is off doing their own thing, Ron is still sitting there uh, filling his hours, <laughs> not doing anything. With something, um, yeah, with nothing. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and so there is apparently a lot of like a, an elementary school going on a field trip to Pawnee City Hall, uh, which sounds super boring. It sounds almost like a a disciplinary punishment, like a, a field trip because you got in trouble. Right. So Jeremy, what is the worst field trip that you ever went on when you were in school? That's a great question. Um, man, I'm on the spot. I think it has to do with like, probably like a petting zoo or pumpkin patch or something. I don't know. Field trips, field trips mm-hmm. did feel like a punishment. Like we're trying to get you out of school, but you can't have any fun because you can't go anywhere or do anything. You have to stay in this line and have a buddy and it's not a buddy that you got to pick. And, uh, it, you have to be quiet and uh, yeah, field trips. I don't know. Felt worthless to me. Well, how about you? Well, I would say we went on a field trip one time to the library. <laughs> and it's like, did you, we did you have one of these have a, okay, at school. That's good. <laughs> we, we had a library. And then they're like, we're going to go to this library. And do you see how much we walked see how there? Much better this library is than yours. <laughs> and it wasn't okay. really because it was it was in Kirkland. 
And the Kirkland Library now is great. When I was in elementary school, it was, it was not that, great. It was really doing that well. No. And it was, the, I mean, the main reason we went was because it was within walking distance from my elementary school. So first grade, all the first graders went to the library and got a library card. And that was, that was that. So, and I still probably owe like $40 to that <laughs> library system. My, so, my kids, I, I don't uh, remember my, my kids now they've gone through here school, both, both of them have gone through the same school, elementary school, and they have gone on a bus field trip. And I don't mean like on the school bus. I mean, they walk down and they catch the public transport bus, ride it around Edmonds mm-hmm. and it drops them back off. And that's their field trip. That's it. I think that's great. Like, <laughs> I, I think I think we need to educate more people on the values of public transportation. Oh, oh, for, for, and it starts for young. Sure. Absolutely. The the the, <laughs> the fact that it was reticulated, uh, it was a reticulated bus. Was just like it was Disneyland to those kids. Like you can be in the in the front, yeah. in the back of the bus, and I was like, Dad, I couldn't even see the front when it went around the corner. It's like, yeah, that's how those work. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I I watched last night. Um, I watched Stranger Than Fiction, the Will Ferrell oh, yeah. movie. Excellent movie. It is a little great did movie, he know. and it is one of the. Yeah, I wrote whole papers on Little Did He Know. Um, I I taught a class on Little Did He Know. Uh, it is one of those movies that like. Yeah, it just is. A, it's just a good movie, but it's the only movie that I've ever seen that utilized the reticulated articulated reticulated. The accordion it's a very bus. Well spoken bus. As yeah. <laughs> it's very erudite. <laughs> um, but it uses the accordion feature of that kind of a bus really well. Because there's a scene where Will Farrell is on the bus and uh Maggie Gyllenhaal's character comes on um and they are in conflict already because he's auditing her, mm-hmm. if you remember. And uh and so he's sitting in the the accordion section and she's sitting in the row right behind it and it's moving uh, and every turn, like the angle, like it creates like a separation and then it coming back together. It's just really great film. It's like really good cinematography. And I was like, this is awesome. And it like highlights their, their, the, the nature of their relationship in such a interesting way. Um, and knowing have, this was the second time I've seen this movie, like knowing where it ends up, it's like, this is kind of cool. Like they're foreshadowing some things here. So yeah. Anyway, but then also the bus itself plays a major role in the, the resolution of the, the story. It's true. And so there's, it's just, that's just such a good movie. It's so good. Um, anyway, so, um, we are talking about field trips, <laughs> field trips and parks and recreation, uh, what, you know, one, <laughs> Just, you know, whatever. <laughs> what, one time I, t- I was a, I was a chaperone for a field oh, trip man. one time for they're, my son's first grade class. And they were walking to, so they're in Linwood elementary school. Mm-hmm. Right. And so just down the street is the fire station. And just a little farther down the street is the police station. And so they were going to do a walking field trip to both of these. And it was awful. <laughs> It was the worst. It's not even, it wasn't that like, it's that far away. It's not, it's not far away at all. It was just the worst experience. None of the kids cared. And, uh, it was, I was just so bad. <laughs> last, so. last, last field trip one, cause this is my kids again, uh, walking field trip from the school, um, to a mailbox and they mailed a letter and came back. <laughs> that was, that was their field trip. That's, that's the true story. Was that, was that just this year as you're homeschooling them? <laughs> All right, kids, time for a field trip. Let's go to the mailbox. No, no, that was. That was All right, <laughs> kids, it's Aaron's class. <laughs> no. Yeah. Anyway, so field trip. Yes. Pawnee field trip. Back on track. That's yeah. Correct. So they are coming, coming to City Hall and Ron is in the office by himself and a kid just comes in and is like, hello, is anybody here? And Ron comes out of his, his lair. And he's like, hello, uh, what, what are you doing here? He's like, I need to talk to somebody about local government. And, and Ron's just like, someone will be with you shortly. <laughs> <laughs> or like, no one's right. here right now. And she says, aren't you here? And he says, no. no. <laughs> he just lies to this kid, which is and so speaking great. Speaking of, 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 um, of chaperones, there is none. It's like, you're just free to roam City Hall. Mm-hmm. Like so many raccoons yeah. of Pawnee. She's just yeah. on her own. Yeah. And so she, uh, yeah, so she's, 
here like wanting to learn and Ron is kind of is shutting her down. Um, but then eventually he comes back out because she's just sitting at the <laughs> desk waiting for somebody to come. And uh and it, he's like he kind of like, Can we postpone this for another day? And he's like, I I my report's due tomorrow. <laughs> and and then her whole thing is like why government matters. And so now this is like a call to action for Ron. Like He's going to tell her uh, why government matters. And his exact quote is that it is never too early to learn that the government is a greedy piglet that suckles on a taxpayer's teat until they have sore chapped nipples. I'm going to need a better metaphor. (laughs) For this (laughs) nine-year-old. So then he starts talking to her. Her her name is Lauren. And um, and he's like, I'm going to tell you everything you need to know about local government and how miserable it is essentially and uh so she's on board it's great and the the uh the first he's eating and so he comes out and he's got mustard in his his mustache and she calls him out on it and is like don't sass me burkus <laughs> um which is so good uh i love the last names of these people yeah. too as like we walk through like Akitis, burkus just really great, great names. Um, and so he starts by starting with uh, John Locke and life, liberty, property, um, and all of this. Uh, like he just gets into like the fundamentals of uh, libertarianism with this nine-year-old, <laughs> uh, which is really, really a, a, a bold place to start. Um, and so he's the next time we see him, it cuts back and forth between all the different stories, but he cuts back. And so then he's like, we're going to talk about taxes. Um, and you, you know, he's got the lunch. He's like, you should be able to do whatever you want with this lunch, but I'm going to, I'm the government. I'm going to take 40% of your lunch right off the top. And he starts eating her food <laughs> in front of her. And she's like, that's not fair. And, and then she's like, you're learning. Uh, so, uh, he does a really good job of eating that sandwich. Yeah. Like, I quickly love, uh even at the like, end it's just like like it's just like oh yeah good you're learning uh-oh capital gains <laughs> and he takes the last bite right that's great yeah and so he's then the next time it cuts back to him his opening line is and that lauren is how fdr <laughs> ruined this country <laughs> which you know F- the fdr is like you know the the new deal and bringing people out of the depression and leading the country through world war ii but a lot of it was built on these government programs and infrastructure projects and all the stuff that was like really expensive and uh yeah and so it created a wider tax base all this stuff that libertarians are still just like that fdr robber 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 um and uh, so <laughs> then like uh, somebody libertarians sound like the hamburglar <laughs> oh absolutely <Yeah. laughs> did you see what ron just did to this kid <laughs> he burgled burgled her lunch <laughs> yeah he burgled 40 percent of her lunch uh right off the top um and so then somebody from you know just calls out Lauren, ready to head back. So I'm hoping that's a teacher. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not sure. Um, and so she leaves. Like, I really enjoyed talking to you. And he's like, I like talking to you too. And then he's like, I have a gift for you. And he gives her the landmine that he has had on his desk <laughs> as like a way of defending her yeah, property. To defend your property. <laughs> uh, and so that is, uh, yeah. So Ron's really doing, he's shaping young minds, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, and then uh, cut back to the next day and Ron is uh, in his office and Lauren's mom shows up and is like, what did you teach my daughter? <laughs> uh, and uh, she's like, he, she was supposed to write about what, why government matters. And this is what she wrote. And on the paper, it's a, you know, elementary school assignment, wide rule, like a lot of space to write. And all she wrote was, it doesn't. <laughs> And Ron is so proud. <laughs> and, and so, uh, and, uh, and she's, he says, I, I really believe that I'm a libertarian. And she's like, well, that's great. But she's a fourth year, fourth grader. And that's not what fourth graders are supposed to do. 
Like they're supposed to like write cute reports and get gold stars, <laughs> which is true. Um, and you ate her lunch, so, uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> and gave her a landmine, <laughs> and and you gave her a landmine. And his response is, "It seemed appropriate at the time." <laughs> she's like, "How? How? Whenever? How? How is that ever appropriate?" <laughs> <laughs> How is it appropriate for a grown man to eat a child's lunch and give that child a a combustible you know, device? When you put it when you put like, it like that, Jason, it does seem pretty ridiculous. I, you know, I think Ron is just so desperate, or not desperate, so unaware of how to how to sure. friend that you know he's the first time he's talking to somebody who's like really on board with his libertarian <laughs> ideals. He's like, I I really want you to like to remember this moment. <laughs> Remember this interaction. Ron, um, Ron doesn't see so, age. He just sees ideals. Oh, man. That is Thanks. profound. I think that that is a good summary of, of Ron's interactions <laughs> with people. Uh, yeah. So Ron is going to make it right. Um, and that's the credit scene is Ron is uh, he has Lauren come in. And he's like, keep an open mind for a while. Essentially, like, listen to your teachers. Go with the flow. And then when you're an adult. When you're 18, you can drink, gamble, and become a libertarian. <laughs> Lauren's response is, the drinking age is 21. I know, another stupid <laughs> government rule. Uh, so she's going to rewrite the paper, and Ron's going to keep the original and have Lauren sign it. And it's a cute That's little awesome, moment. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. So Ron's story is like the most like straightforward. Like, it's funny. It's just like, yeah, it's great. Ron has... N- so far not been really around children very much other than Andy and April. <laughs> and, right. and those uh, are the people that and, he's, and so he's his, connected with the best so far besides Leslie, like right. of all the people of all yeah. the characters in the entire show, it's the kids that are, cause he, he's the dad and, and he doesn't, and he, I don't even think he knows his like paternal instincts and like, just like uh, people gravitate towards him as a father figure, even though he doesn't want anything to do with that. But it just he just it just keeps happening. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. And so here this is the youngest person we see him interacting with. <laughs> um, and it is a really meaningful event in his life. Well, and, and the fact that like he, he says, doesn't have kids of his own. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he just ends by telling her. And just so you know, you're way smarter than most of the people I work with. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a great moment for Ron. And later on. In the series, he's going to have more opportunity to, you know, interact with children Mm -hmm. um, as a father figure. And it's great. It's like it's one more way we see Ron's transformation happening. And they're like planting the seeds now uh, for, you know, a couple of years from now in this in the show, like what Ron is going to like his journey. So I love it. Um, Yeah. Any other thoughts on the C plot? No, other than I had forgotten that this was the C, the episode with this plot in it, and as soon as the girl came around the corner, mm-hmm. I just got a huge smile on my face because I love I love this this thing because of all of those things. It was just a sweet little story that shows Ron's softer side, uh, but also what he believes in as a character. Like he's not changing or he doesn't water anything down for this child and i think that's the whole thing like there's the jokes about him you know when i was you know seven i was working in the steel mill and you know all those things so it's like this is just how he is like that's every kid so it's just authentic to ron and it's this really nice nice moment i just i love this little storyline it was yeah out of in the entire show this was one of my more favorite small you know one-off threads so yeah but nothing Mm -hmm. to add i have nothing like factual to add to it yeah. Okay. Well, good. All right. Let's talk about the B okay. plot then. Uh, so Leslie's gone and the office is clearly in substitute teacher <laughs> mode um, right away because Andy is sitting at April's desk and answers the phone, Pawnee Zoo, monkey speaking, <laughs> and then they make, they make monkey noises. Um, and Ron is not around at this moment. Like he's you like, we don't know where Ron is. Um, but yeah, Andy and April are goofing off and Tom comes in. He's like, everybody stop what you're doing. Come with me. All four of you. Uh, where are you going? And right then, then Ron comes. I was like, where are you going? And he's like, uh, Les is not here. So we can do what we want. There's, there's no, there's, <laughs> and Ron's like, there's I'm no your boss. boss. I'm your boss. <laughs> and, and everybody laughs. Like, That's a good one, Ron. <laughs> so he's like, let's even, go. Seriously. Even Ron's reaction uh, to that is like, 
Yeah, yeah, that is true. <laughs> that's about right. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so yeah, so Tom takes everybody to a conference room at City Hall, and he's like, "I need you guys to help me. Uh, I have a great new game show where couples ask scandalous questions um, that the other one has to answer." And Jerry, he calls it "No Yaboo." And Jerry's like, oh, it's like the newly, Newlywood game. And Tom's like, no, it's nothing like the Newlywood game. But then his talking head is like, it, it's exactly the Newlywood game. And he lists like, uh, every, like everybody copies everything. So his, his favorite movie is Love Don't Cost a Thing with Nick Cannon, which is based on Can't Buy Me Love, which is based on Kramer versus Kramer or something, which I think was Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> which none of that's true. Uh, but um, yeah, so I'll, like... Tom is doing a great like this little moment here is a great comment on media in general. It's like everything is a copy mm-hmm. of everything. And even our show Parks and Conversation is is derivative and it only exists because another thing exists. Um, and so Tom is just jumping on that bandwagon to say like, yeah, everything is a copy of everything. So I'm going to do this because all these networks that are out there on cable, they need programming. So somebody's going to want something like this. Um, and uh, he even lists a bunch of networks that he could work for, uh, spike G4 GSN fuse. Wow. <laughs> Boom, zip, kablam, slurp, slurp, Latin slurp HD. <laughs> now of those networks, which do you think were actually uh, the real? first, I want to say, uh, the first four. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Accurate. Uh, but Andy's response is, I love Slurp HD. Have you guys seen <laughs> Ultimate Battle Smoothie? <laughs> that is a dope show. <laughs> Ultimate Battle Smoothie. Um, you were over last night and you were talking about a show about pottery. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, we are out of programming. Like, we, like everything. I, I never thought a show about pottery would be a thing that people were like, you know yeah, what? I need it's to watch this. It's not just a thing. It's um, really good. So there right i'm sure like i bet i bet it is good i also bet ultimate battle smoothie would probably be, be. compelling too yeah you know depends upon how many bananas they like, use. like would you be like not like if you could if you had to make a smoothie but you couldn't use bananas or ice you know like what would be the what would be the you know what kind of smoothies would could you make how would they and how would they battle? Right. Is it more it, of like a taste test or would you like make your smoothie and then fight each other? Or is it just like a smoothie off? Like who can make the best smoothie? Uh, I think it would vary week to week between those two options. <laughs> taste test and like an actual battle. <laughs> like who's like whose smoothie could do the most uh, damage? Like on the forge by fire, the knife one where then they're like, but could it kill? Mm-hmm. And then like, that's the last test. Like, could it chop through something? And then then they all died. <laughs> uh, yeah, some some uh, if a, a smoothie could chop through something, I mean that would win ultimate battle battle smoothie. That's for sure. So what's the difference between um, yeah, a smoothie so and a that, shake? Tom's game show. Do you think? Like, um, I think the shake is not blended the same way. Uh, it is a, it is blended, but a shake needs to have like the emulsive emulsifier oh. blender. Whereas like a a smoothie, you can just put in any blender and like okay. do it that way. All right. Also, I would imagine a smoothie has is not dependent upon an ice cream base. But yeah, but 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 a shake is. I like it. All right. Yeah. All right. These yeah, are these I'm are my trying rules. to figure out like what would the rules be rule set be for ultimate battle smoothie? But that's neither I guess neither here nor there. Well, but it, I mean, these are important questions if we're going to bring this to Slurp HD. It's true. So, uh, so Tom's working through all these kinds of things. He even has like a theme song that he wants to play. He has a CGI <laughs> puppy co-host. <laughs> like, there's all he's really worked through this this show. Um, and so he has Donna and Jerry uh, as a couple, and Andy and April as a couple. And you would think Andy and April they're going to do great because they're married. They love each other so much. Um, but Jerry and Donna just are knocking it out of the park. They're getting every question right. Um, and the first question is like, who is your celebrity crush basically? And uh, Jerry writes Prince and Donna said Prince and they are excited about it. They're high-fiving and it's, or who is your, uh, your, your booze favorite rock star. 
And so it's Prince for Jerry, for Donna. And then Andy responding for April was like, well, pretty obvious. It's going to be me because Andy is a rock star. And April actually writes down Jeff Mangum, the guy from Neutral Milk Hotel. Oh, and says, Andy, you're not technically a rock star. I this is the first time in my life, the first time I watched this, that I'd ever heard of a thing called Neutral Milk Hotel. And I thought it was fake. Okay. I didn't know that was a real band. Uh, Check out In the Airplane Over the Sea. It's a fantastic album. Okay. Well, I'll get right on that. And if you have to, if you have to jump into like, back. How, what did you think? <laughs> the King of, the King of oh, Carrot, really, Carrot Flowers really part one is probably my favorite, one of my favorite songs, like off that album. Wow. Yeah. Go for it. Do it. Wow. If you, if you got to jump right. in, jump well, in there. I'll, uh, okay. Okay. I'll, I'll give it a go. But I thought it was, a, it sounds like a oh, fake wow. band no. name. Cause like neutral milk. Yeah. Hotel. Those three words. <laughs> don't go together at all <laughs> well, i think mil- milk is already a neutral i mean it's not acidic and it's not a basic so I it's guess. neutral and so it's just a place that in the middle of it all sells it's a hotel that just has milk like the milk like the yeah, like the I milk guess. bars in uh clockwork orange i guess uh-huh i've yeah I've, sure i've yeah, no escape makes sense from now. this line of thinking so let's just move on no. um yeah, so the uh yeah, so this is not going well already. Um and uh the next time they cut co- so it cuts away, they come back and the next question is like where where's your favorite place to smoosh your boo? And Jerry writes down uh Donna would say her bends and Donna was also said her bends and April's response is this question is gross <laughs> our bet I guess. And then Andy's response is <laughs> neutral milk hotel. <laughs> and they get mad at each other and he walks out um and then it cuts cuts away cuts back to andy coming to tom saying he or and or april coming to tom saying andy decided to quit music he sold his guitar to sewage joe uh and so he's asking tom she's asking tom to help make it right um and so they he sets up a bonus round for just the two of them um and uh, all the answers to the questions are Andy. So, like, who makes the best mac and cheese? And Andy's like, the best? <laughs> I don't know, craft? <laughs> like, he really yeah. is thinking about it. And not like, uh, like who and, prepares uh, it the best, but like who, who makes, like, who has the best boxed macaroni and cheese? <laughs> right. Yes. And craft? I don't know, craft? <laughs> uh, which, if craft did not place, you know, get some kind of, product placement fee for that like i don't know like i don't even know how capitalism works anymore <laughs> um but yeah so the next question um is uh, what was the next question i didn't write down the next question boo oh uh after uh, after the macaroni and cheese it was yeah oh, i don't think there was another question because then he figures it out wait a minute these are all these are all about me right yeah, so you totally set um, this up so that I would be unmad at you, right? <laughs> and it didn't work. And then Tom's response is, "You figured out April's plot, a hundred points." <laughs> yeah, and Andy's like, yeah. so excited, like, "Yeah!" And then oh, wait, no, I'm mad. No. This isn't real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then he leaves again. Um, and uh, oh, the next question was best couple oh, ever. Right. So uh, no. Who is the number one cold fan in the world? And then Andy says, wait a minute, you set this whole thing up so I wouldn't be, so I would be unmad at you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah. So Andy leaves and, uh, yeah, April has really done, done a bad thing here. So, uh, she's hurting, she's upset. So the next day or later that day, probably Andy, uh, go, April goes to Anne's house for advice. She knocks on the door and, Hands responses. You know this is my house, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. They hate each other, and and so she comes in and like I just need help um, because Andy's really mad at me, and I thought maybe you would know how to help him. And I told him like my favorite rock band is Neutral Medical Hotel because they are my favorite and they're really important to me. And Andy's Andy's response is like, look, he doesn't really care about 
the best rock band in the world. He just wants you to be proud of him and supportive. Oh, yeah. And uh, which is like, yeah, wow, good, good job, Anne. And April's response is, wow, I didn't know you were a marriage <laughs> therapist. <laughs> so like just instant snark right off the bat. So, uh, yeah, so that that was pretty funny. But then, she, um, then she like just kind of like I, I love this bit of acting uh, from Aubrey Plaza because then she just kind of like catches herself and leans her head on the couch and looks down and she's like, I'm sorry, my instinct is to be mean to you, <laughs> which is just <laughs> and, and, and Anne's response is, I understand. Yeah, like, like, yeah, that's who you are. They know where they stand. And I don't think Anne totally hates, hates April, but she knows like April does not like her. And yet deep down, should there not be the Andy thing, April, obviously, you know, so this is a kind of an interesting dynamic slash kind of friendship thing too, because April, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Anne is obviously not interested in Andy anymore, but April is just super hey, jealous, but you know, in like protective of Andy and, you know, that's, this is her guy. So, and yet she'll do anything, mm-hmm. including go to Anne, which is really cool. Yeah. Everybody's growing in this episode. Yeah. So, um, so it cuts to Andy at the shoe shine stand and you can hear some music playing and he's like, <laughs> man, I love this song. And if you are a regular watcher of Parks and Rec, you know that this song is the pit. The pit. <laughs> And, uh, and he's like, wait a minute. <laughs> he realizes what it is. It's like, where's this music coming from? And he goes out and April is playing, uh, with mouse rat <laughs> in the courtyard. Um, and, uh, she's singing the song and she stole Andy's guitar back from sewage Joe. <laughs> but whatever. Um, he's weird. So it doesn't and, matter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so Andy is immediately happy. You know, like she's the best. I have the best wife in the world. She's awesome. Um, and yeah, so like she totally changed the whole situation. She learned about how to better support Andy. And, um, yeah, so that's, that is the, uh, the B plot. So it is, it's yeah. good. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> Summed up well. It is good. Yeah, I, love, I love when he came out to the courtyard and he's just like listening at first. And again, Chris Pratt just nailed mm-hmm. it because he he's like, he's like, instead of just being this like, oh, this is awesome. He actually gets into the music. Like he's like, yeah, <laughs> this is a good song. Yeah. He yeah. gets into the song that he wrote. That he wrote. <laughs> like, yeah. Like his head's bobbing and is like, yeah, man. And like part of it is also is like, maybe sure. he's never yeah. heard it. Like he's only ever performed it. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, this is a good song. I like, I like what Mouse Route is putting down. These guys are pretty good. <laughs> so yeah, like we're the best man in the world. Um, so yeah, I think it's awesome too that, you know, the, the members of Mouse Rat are willing to drop <laughs> right. whatever they were doing on a work day to come and I, I'm cheer not, up I'm, Andy because yeah, go ahead. he probably told them I'm quitting music. <laughs> Like, like he sold his guitar. He probably already told them, like, I'm quitting music. So, uh, so they're like, well, we like you, Andy. <laughs> yeah, but also so. I feel like if April came, like, I, I would be scared to say no to April. I'm sure she threatened them in some way or made it very clear that yeah. they cannot say no. No doubt. Absolutely true. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but I just think Andy has yes. a lot of great friends. And I do think it is because Andy is, while not super attentive, he is actually like, we see him over and over again, like actually like willing to be yeah. there for people, um, even in his flaky way. Like he's always willing to help. Sometimes he's just <laughs> sure, not helpful. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So that's, uh, yeah. So that's the, the B plot, April and Andy's relationship, the journey that they went on. Um, okay. So the A plot, the main the main motivation for this whole episode is the relationship between Ben and Leslie. And this really is going to become the main motivation for the whole show. Uh, listener, I, if you don't know that yet, I mean, this is, this is the most important relationship, uh, you know, couple for the rest of this series is Ben and, and Leslie. I would say the second most important relationship, Ron and Leslie. And the third would be Andy and the rich guy from England. Yes. Yeah. Oh man. I love that episode. Those that's so good. Can we get ice cream later? Yeah. Can we? Oh, can we fly? Can we fly them? All right. 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I I love that their dynamic yes. so much. It's, it's like, so it's good. Like he found his British counterpart. It just happens to be super rich. <laughs> <laughs> another and they both think ben is their boss <laughs> yeah. i don't know can i can i go anyway sorry <laughs> we're, we're, can we're, ben, po- we're can podcasting we? <laughs> into the future it's great uh cold open. all right so go all the, the yeah, episode open. opens yeah cold open uh ben leslie and ann are out in the courtyard and ben comes out and he's like hey leslie and they start ch- chatting and talk- he's like thanks for the the budget documents and uh leslie is like yeah absolutely um i'm glad you like them and i when i wrote them i was thinking about you and he's like because i asked you to write them <laughs> i was like yep <laughs> uh and so they're like chris wants to see us in his office and i guess we should hover there and like all right okay cool uh, and they're like super flirty and weird and Ben starts walking away and Anne's like, hi, Ben. <laughs> oh, hey, Anne. Um, like he totally is oblivious to anybody else in the world other than Leslie. He is he's just smitten with her. And uh, and so Anne's like, that was the most sexual tension I have ever seen in a conversation documents. about documents. <laughs> and Leslie's like, we can't do this. We could get fired. And Anne's like, well, that's stupid. You should follow your heart. But if you're going to follow these rules, avoid any one-on-one tensiony sure, situations smart. with him. And the, and like, yeah, I was like, you're right. Good plan. Ne- it cuts right away to going to Chris's office. I'm sending you two on a trip. <laughs> uh, and so they are going to Indianapolis uh, to try to um, pitch Pawnee as the host for the Indianapolis, uh, Indiana Little League basketball baseball tournament. And so the two of them are a dream team. They can do anything together. They're the dynamic duo. Uh, and and Chris is like, I'm sending you guys to be the representatives for this. Um, and so they uh, they're going to do that. So as Anne is saying, you should definitely never be alone with him. It's like right away. They're going to go and be just the two of them out of town together. So credits happen. And then Anne is uh, Leslie's at Anne's house look, looking to borrow clothes from Anne. I don't know why. <laughs> like, well, I don't know. Maybe this is a girl thing. Like, I've never thought to my 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 friends. I want. I would like to borrow your clothes. No. Have you never. ever had that experience? Never. Yeah, never. So not one time. But and um and maybe you know, Jeremy, you and I are both uh-huh. taller people. You know, you're a you're like a giant among men. Um, I am not a. Uh, I I don't fit in most people's clothes. <laughs> So like I, I ever like I've never been like the same size as anybody in my class ever. So it's like, <laughs> I, who would I ask? <laughs> so maybe that's why we just don't get it. Um, also, I, oh, the ahead. only person. Well, there, there's one person. There's one man I know who has ever asked to borrow somebody else's clothes. Uh, and that was my roommate in college. And he asked to borrow somebody's coat like right in front of me. He's like, hey, can I borrow your coat? And I thought that was weird. Were, then were you wearing it at the time? <laughs> you have your own coat, Ryan. <laughs> Like why do you? <laughs> yeah, it was just so weird. Anyway, so you were, I cut you off. Oh no, 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 I was just saying. Like, were you, you were wearing? Say something. Were you wearing the coat? No, no, it wasn't my coat. It was somebody else. Like we were in our dorm room, and Ben came over wearing a coat, and a guy named Ben, sure. not Ben from the show. Um, and he, he Ryan said, "Ben, can I borrow uh, your coat?" But was Ben was Ben we were wearing inside? The, that's ben was, was okay. Wearing that's it. even weirder. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that's the only time I've ever seen a man ask another man to borrow that yeah, man's clothes. I don't know. That's that's interesting. I I, I feel like like maybe Leslie is going to and uh, I like I was like these two us two guys are trying to figure out like why these women are doing this thing. I'm sure somebody could write in and let us know like what, because in my mind, it's like, yeah, you're right. Leslie, she's kind of insulting Anne in a way because she's saying like, I need to borrow clothes that make me unflattering. Right. Like, you know, I I came to you first for this, (laughs) but all of your clothes are too nice anyway, which I guess then defeats the insult. But yeah, Leslie doesn't have sweatpants. Right. The, (laughs) The first out, outfit she brings out is <laughs> Julia Roberts' prostitute outfit from Pretty Woman. Like she's trying to find like non-sexual right. clothing at Anne's house, and it's like that's the first thing she pulls out. It's like Leslie, you wear <laughs> business suits all the time. <laughs> like there's nothing about your current this. wardrobe that like is any work. Like yeah, <laughs> you just 
pants suit your up. Ruth Bader Ginsburg <laughs> cosplay outfit. You know, that's perfect. Here's the problem, though. <laughs> Leslie probably knows that Ben's into that. <laughs> so that's going to be a problem later. Uh, so, yeah, so she's, you know, they're trying to figure out how to uh, not be attractive to Ben. And so at one point they say to unseduce him. <laughs> so, uh, so they had like, we need to think of unsexy, boring conversation topics, talk about in the car, like this New York art, New Yorker article about the history of the ladder, talk about different dorm rooms at Johns Hopkins university. Uh, and then also she could read from her sonic care <laughs> booklet, <laughs> which I love. Like you could read from your yeah. sonic care booklet. <laughs> She's so desperate to not break the rules that like that's where she's ending up. So uh, so then it cuts to, uh, you know, and part of the tension here is and also is like you guys need right. to be together. Like you would both be happier. The rule is stupid. Um, and so Anne is not super helpful in this whole thing. Um, so then it cuts to them in the car and like, yeah, so basically every dorm allows bedlofting, but the students have really taken it, taken to it at Woolman and McCoy. <laughs> Ben says, did you go to Johns Hopkins? No. <laughs> like, why would you know this? Uh, and then, so then he's like, do you want to play some music? Sure. And, uh, and burn an awesome CD for the trip and cut talking head. It's like Carter, Jimmy Carter's speech, uh, learning to speak Mandarin, 16 minutes of old timey car horn and something called banjo boogie bonanza. <laughs> so cuts back to the car and they're listening to the banjo and it's like, it's an amazing instrument. And Ben's response is, I didn't know it could be this loud. <laughs> Which is just a function of your stereo. So, <laughs> right. Now, now, I didn't know it could be this you've loud. You've made some, some mixed tapes in your day, right? Yeah. I love a mixtape. Didn't, didn't you used to record like the radio to make? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tell yeah, me more about so that. Good. <laughs> uh, I recorded all. Uh, so, Cube 93. Every, every year would do a uh-huh. top 100 songs. We're going to play all 100 songs for the year. Uh, my brother and I would record it all. Which I always thought, <laughs> which I always thought was kind of weird because back in the day or anytime you listen to radio, it's like, do you guys have more than 15 songs? Well, it's the 100 songs over the, over the okay. year. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So we did that multiple years in a row. I also recorded Beatles A to Z. KZOK, 102.5, classic rock. Uh, they would do a couple times a year, Beatles A to Z. So they would start with... Um, Abbey Road? Or just the songs? Uh, Abbey Road is the title of the album, not the song. Um, so uh, I think the first one was A Hard Day's Night, even though A should be at the after, because it should be Hard Day's Night, comma A. Um, but... <laughs> So I, they started with a hard day's night and then like across the universe. And, and so it was a, just a great way to like get the whole Beatles catalog, not in any album order, which was actually infuriating later, but that took four tapes. <laughs> four tapes. Um, and, and, and so and they, when, they would do it I was just gonna say, and when over it get- the weekend, like twice. So I would do like record and then like, I would have to come back cause it was like the 90 minute tape on each side. So I would set a timer to go back and flip it <laughs> so i'd get all the ads everything because i'm not going to sit in my room no. and just like hit the pause and play for a whole weekend i've got i've got video games to play so yeah amazing that was super yeah. fun i just needed i, I needed the <laughs> listeners to know how dedicated you were to uh recording the, the airwaves because i think that's that's pretty industrious yeah, I, of you. I was i was a bit of a pirate yeah. uh when i was a kid um and I didn't even know that that was not allowed. It's like, you guys are just putting it out there for right. free. <laughs> like, why shouldn't I, you know, hold on to what you're making? Otherwise, it's just garbage. Same with NFL games. Like the, the warning, like, do not re-record this or rebroadcast this or share it in any way without the direct written consent of the NFL. Uh, and it's like, well, I'm going to record it anyway. <laughs> my, <laughs> I'm going to watch dad, it. My dad used to record all of the Seahawks games. And we, and, but he would edit, he had a, a, a remote, it wasn't, a, it was a wired remote for the VCR because we had one of those top loader VCRs and he'd sit and we would watch mm-hmm. the game 
And then when a commercial came on, he would stop record. And when it came back on, he would hit record. And he had like all of their games on VHS that he had watched wow. while. Re- and I don't know if he ever rewatched them ever. Wow. So, but at least he has the archive. I think so. That's pretty yeah. impressive. Anyway. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, this mixtape is going to be really good. Uh, cuts back. Out, it cuts back to them in the car. And they are um, listening to whale sounds. <laughs> so they're doing great. Uh, and then uh, Les is like, well, you can change it if you want. And Ben's going to change it. And then an Al Green song comes on. Um, and uh, it cuts to Anne. is like, yeah, it's not an Al Green song. I want them to get together. So sue me. Um, and uh, so then they're listening to that song and Leslie's like, Hey, did you see this? That, you know, there's not enough hotels in the, in Pawnee, but we need to make sure that they realize that there's enough hotels outside of town. Um, and then they, she's asked about a specific hotel and is like, this one has the, the softest towels. And they're both like, yeah, I love a good soft towel. I love a good soft bath mat. It's like stepping on a lamb. Um, <laughs> which, and which, uh, then how Ben would you, comes how and would takes you know? an, Well, it's Pawnee. Yeah. You know, you probably have opportunity to step on lambs. That was your um, path. And then Ben tries to get it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was, that was really something. Uh, so Ben tries to get an eyelash off of Leslie's face and he gets it. And like, he then he says, make a wish. And I wish you would pay attention Leslie's to like, the road. <laughs> <laughs> and then it cuts to learning to speak Mandarin <laughs> unit three. <laughs> um, and that voice in that recording is adam scott yes (laughs) so it's adam scott like teaching adam scott how to speak mandarin um so yeah so then like they get away from me and oh i'm sorry i'm sorry and Elizabeth responds i'm allergic to fingers (laughs) which could be which could be true i mean for some people if like if you're if it had peanut butter on it or something yeah yeah, that's a possibility. Yeah. So um, Leslie's plan is like, we should just not talk to each other for the rest of the trip. I'm going to just concentrate on the presentation. Ben's like, okay. Uh, and then the, the quote is um, from the next thing in the lesson is, this is my little brother. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I, I just love the uh, uh, the learn to speak Mandarin thing that happens right there. Um, and then uh, they cut to the actual Indianapolis, the delegation from Pawnee speaking. And, um, you know, so Leslie's talking about all the benefits. The seats are extra cushioning for the massive size of our average citizen. Um, you remember what happened last time when you hosted this tournament is what one of the panel members say. And um, and uh, <laughs> Leslie is uh, she's like, you don't, we don't have to talk about that. And then it cuts to purred happily. <laughs> from like the With 80s the high top fade. <laughs> and he's got like the the high top fade and it's so great and uh he says this uh they're cute they're cuddly but now they're wreaking havoc at the state little league championship <laughs> pawnee's raccoon infestation have these little bandits stolen our sense of safety uh and that cuts back and leslie's like the raccoon problem is under control they have their part of town and we have ours <laughs> so it's not under control right. it's segregated <laughs> there's a there's an, so, there's an um, understanding yeah they've they've reached a truce between the warriors and um the other gang in the warriors um <laughs> so jet, the, yeah so then ben starts talking was it the j- no that's the sharks oh, and the yeah. jets from what's that story warriors come out and um, play. yeah i don't remember so who is that other anyway um so ben starts talking about how the city is wonderful and uh he's been to 40 some towns in indiana and Pontiac special people are passionate and kind they love their city they take pride in their work it's a very very special place and it turns out that ben is uh all these things that ben is talking about are really he's talking about mm-hmm. leslie um because later they get the thing they get the bid and uh they decide to go out to dinner where Chris recommended them. Uh, and Leslie's trying to make it not weird. So she invites the photographer from the, uh, <laughs> the banquet that they're at, uh, trying to make it less weird. Uh, they have great burgers. You've never been there. How do you know? It's like, I bet they have good burgers. Uh, and, uh, so then they're at, at dinner. Um, and, uh, Ben is, uh, is saying like, look, you did really great. Uh, the presentation was good. And, um, and he says, you know, Pawnee is a really special town. I love living there. And I look forward to the moments in my day where I where I hang out with the town and talk about town stuff. And 
the town has nice blonde hair and has read a shocking number of political biographies for a town, <laughs> yeah. which I like. <laughs> it's like, oh, I, I see. Um, you're not talking about the town at all. Uh, and so Leslie is like, oh, this is awful. And like, she's feeling the tension here in this moment because she's like, I, I don't want to lose my job and I want to do the right thing. But she really likes Ben. Um, and so she's like, I need to go call. I need to go visit. <laughs> I need to go see a man about some porcelain. You know not what cocaine. I mean? I'm not buying cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to the bathroom. The Wiz Palace, as I like to call it. Uh, and I'm not calling Ben. Or I'm not calling Ann. So, Ann, we have a serious code, Ben. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, she calls Ann and like asks Ann to read her the letter that Leslie wrote to herself in case anything happened. Um, and Leslie's like rejecting the letter altogether. Um, and so, she's made the resolution. Like... All right, I'm gonna go and like I'm gonna go make out with Ben on his face. Is what <laughs> I love she how says. These, the characters um, in Pawnee, for some reason, or at least the Parks Department, have like these backup tapes of each other, like or or like these backup plans, um, like with, with Ron mm-hmm. with Tammy. I just yeah, right. It's like you, they have letters you, to right. themselves because they know their own weaknesses. <laughs> they have videos warning themselves for the future about their their own foibles <laughs> and problems. Like Pawnee is all about preparation. Hail Zorp. Uh, and so, um, yeah, so they, uh, so Chris, uh, so Leslie is like, I'm going to do this. So she goes back to the table and when she gets there, she sees that Chris is sitting at the table. Um, he drove up, he was so excited that they got the pitch for Pawnee that he's like, I just have to come celebrate with you. Um, and, uh, and so he's there at the table and, and, that, and, and that was uh, a nice little bit of filmmaking there too, because like, she's going to go for it. She's, she doesn't care about the consequences anymore. And then we see the shot of Ben sitting there and he's looking at Leslie, but the waiter is covering up Chris and then Chris and the waiter mm-hmm. moves to reveal Chris, which I thought it was a nice, uh, reveal shot. So yeah, it was good. I love what yeah. good staging. Yeah. Good. Good tension here because you can see like when Ben is at the table, like something's yeah. weird. Like something is different. Um, and then Chris shows up. So, yeah. Um, so Chris is like, we should continue celebrating. There's no reason to go back home. Uh, I've got a condo here in the city. Uh, we could go hang out. We can go play mini golf. We can do all kinds of great stuff. Um, and uh, and so they go and they stay at Chris's house. Um, and uh, Chris is like. Uh, Leslie, you can have the guest room and Ben, you have to sleep on my couch. (laughs) (laughs) It is literally the comfiest couch you've ever been on. Um, So they're at Ben's at Chris's house um, and they're staying there and they're trying to talk a bit about their day and their relationship. And Chris Chris comes out because he has to pee, uh, totally kills the mood. uh, Leslie goes to bed and then Chris is like, well, I'm up. You want a boggle? So (laughs) Chris is a weirdo. Uh, He's just so weird. Um, And then uh, cuts to the next day and Leslie is uh, in the office and she um, is like, I'm really glad Chris showed up. We could have, things could have gone wrong. And, um, but then he comes and brings the receipts. She's bringing the receipts to Ben's office for the whole trip. And, uh, and then they kiss. What? Uh-oh. That's the show. That's the A plot. So, clearly, things are progressing for Ben and Leslie. And, uh, yeah. It's, this is... I love... I, I say this... I know I say this every week, but there's a reason I'm doing a podcast about the show. I love no, the yeah. show. Yep. And I, I just am so... Ex- like, I just appreciate how uh how they have built this relationship with ben and leslie i love how and andy and april uh like they feel like real people uh and i i love ron like (laughs) when we get a little picture into ron's psyche everything about this episode is like all the good things about parks and rec on display for us even even donna and jerry a little bit with tom and then tom's kind of you know game show he's still trying to invent something make something up and he tells jerry to shut up because you know even though jerry's right he can't be right and donna talks about her bends which you know pretty soon she'll get fleshed out a little bit more as a character which is nice other than she's just the mercedes benz lady um and then yeah yeah i i couldn't agree more there the show just keeps getting better. And I feel like even though we know how this ends the season and the the whole series, I can't wait 
to get to like, not get to the end, but I just can't wait to continue to going on that journey. Like this is a journey I enjoy taking over and over. And there aren't a lot of shows where I'm just like, eh, let's just watch, you know, true detective again, you know, or something like that. It's, it's like, you get it, but this is, I don't know. It's so, it's so much fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. Completely agree. I, yeah, I just love it. It's so good. They do a great job. Um, and so the uh, the next episode that we're going to be looking at is um, the bubble, <laughs> which is really good. Also, two more two more episodes for uh, season three, right? The bubble, the bubble, and little Sebastian. Sebastian. That's right. I mean, Sebastian is a character that uh, you know has a huge impact on all of our lives mm-hmm. for being such a tiny horse. That's true. So. Yeah. Oh man, that one is so good too. Oh, so See, many good any, episodes. Any show th- I'm trying to find when Zorb shows up. <laughs> any show that can, you know, continue to make episodes or bring back like the fact that fans love this mini horse because of how absurd it is, it's a winner. I mean, there's just too many good things about this show. I honestly, I don't think I've met anybody who's seen Parks and Rec and is like, nah, I don't like it. Most most everybody that's seen it likes it. I feel. If you don't like it write in and let us know why you're listening to this. <laughs> are, are, yeah, are you just really hate yourself? Like you're watching uh, this show and like listening to this podcast where we talked about terrible field trips. Um, for what reason? Just want to be contrarian, you know, just really, really want to get angry at somebody. That's fine. We could, Man, we could be that yeah, for you. So the, uh, yeah. So we're coming to the end of season three, um, which I think is uh, one of the best seasons of television Agreed. ever. Um, I think it helps that it's only 16 episodes. Because as you continue on with shows, like I think the 22, 24 episode season is a trap. And I would like more shows to just say, like, we're going to tell how many stories we're going to tell. Yeah. And that, I think that would be better. Um, but and, and season, yeah, so and like season next, wise, too. Like some, you know, and I know yeah, we're going right. to get someday we're going to talk about the office and then I would just, I'll just say it now. It's like, I felt like, and it wasn't just so much because, um, uh, Michael left the show, but it, it went on longer than it needed to, even for the story that they were trying to tell. I felt so. And that's why, again, I like mm-hmm. parks and rec maybe a little bit more than the office. I don't know. It's hard. It depends upon when I'm watching it because it, they, they kind of go out when they need to go out. You know, that's, that's how this show felt anyway. So. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't so successful that like the network was like, you gotta keep making more of this. It was, it was just right in that Mm -hmm. sweet spot where they're, but also Michael Schur is riding high from the, the office creation, you know, like, like he, he basically, by the time Parks and Rec is done, he will have like a blank check with NBC to make whatever he wants. And that's why the good place exists. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. So, like, it's it's not a show that would be on television you, without somebody who has a track record of right. success. So, yeah. But I, I, one more thing about the the game show that I think is important. Like, we're talking about all these characters and their relationships, and like the the reason Donna and Jerry feel so genuine in that moment because they're you spend a third of your day with your coworkers, right? right? You know so much about them just through your like every day hanging out with them. So like Jerry knowing these things about Donna, even though they're, they, I would never say they are friends outside sure. of work. Like they know these things because they work together. And like, that was, that is a great uh, reveal about the dynamic of the mm-hmm. office. That's just like, they don't make a big deal about it, but it's like, no, they know each other really well. Cause they do work together. Yeah. And, and, and so, it shows Jerry it. as much as Jerry's like kind of a, a doofus. He's not an idiot, right? Like he knows, I mean, he pays attention. He knows what's up. They just, they just kind of, you know, pile on him at times, but yeah, his, yeah, and, he's the and target. I think like him and Donna, like they, if I remember, they actually kind of do foster a bit of a relationship down the road. Um, or at least in a couple episodes. Well, next season, next season, we're going to see that Donna is very interested in the way Jerry's yes, brain works. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> so that'll be good. She's willing to cancel plans uh, to hang out with Jerry. Uh, she recognizes. So, she recognizes. Yeah. Like, wait a minute. There's a lot more here. And I think. And what's so great yeah. about Jerry's character is we also get to go on that journey with Donna, like because there is so much there. That was such a great choice to really make his backstory so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, later on, even Ben is going <laughs> to go public with liking Jerry. And <laughs> I, people are like, I what? <laughs> there. <laughs> there, I said it. Oh, man. So good. So many good things. Yeah. So anyway, right. listener, we have blathered on long enough. So we'll let you go. But we'll be back next week talking about uh, talking about crazy gold medallions. Parks and oh, Rec together. Parks and Rec. Crazy gold medallions. Talking about. So, all right. I'll talk to you later, Jeremy. Bye.